0: Sirius XM Radio presents in conjunction with House of Athlete. I am athlete tonight.
1: The Bucks pull off a late win versus the Carolina Panthers 30-24 and lock up a playoff spot in the NFC. Now, Tom Brady, I mean, was cooking, mm. especially in that second half. He threw for 432 yards and three long touchdowns to Mike Evans. And Mike Evans becomes the first player in NFL history to begin his career with nine consecutive thousand yard plus receiving season. Put some respect. Oh, my God, Mike Evans' name. Like, for most of this season, that has been my question with the Bucs. Like, how does <laughs> Tom Brady and Mike Evans going from being in, you know, in the same mode and sync all the time right. to them just looking like they've never practiced before on the field this year? But they found some of that magic at the right time, Auntie and, and, and Pac-Man Jones, and they were able to, to connect. 10 times, and Evans went for 10 catches, 207 yards, and those three long touchdowns that we talked about. This is Todd Bowles on talking about reaching the playoffs
2: this year. Playoffs start a clean slate for everybody. You got a three-game elimination tournament, and doesn't matter where you are to have those games to play tough like we did. At least we know we'll be in the games, and we just have to cut down on mistakes in order to win them.
1: Now, as you look at this game from a hold, I thought it was about to get ugly, right? Carolina was up 14-0, then they went up 21-10. And I'm like, see, this is why I picked the Carolina Panthers. They're able to run the ball. And Sam Donald had played mistake-free football this whole year, guys. And then sure enough, that turnover bug reared its ugly head. You know, Donald had an interception. And then he had two sack fumbles. Now, one, the second one definitely wasn't his fault, right? The left tackle, Iki Kwan, got beat off the snap. And it was at the worst opportune time. It really led the Bucks to that turnaround and, and for them to take the lead in that game. But let me ask you this, Pac. The Bucs won. Looks like Brady and Evans got their connection back. But is this a team that can actually make some noise in the playoffs?
2: Mm, I don't know, man. The running game is subpar. Um,
1: That's a nice word for what that running game is.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Like, who who can they beat on that side, if you think about it? Like, yeah, they might win one game, but I don't know. I don't know if they have it. I I don't know. Like, I don't think they have a deep enough team. Like, the running game is nothing. This is the first game that he's really looked like Brady. And half mm-hmm. of that was because it was piss poor coverage on the defensive back parts for the Panthers. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is a, a fool you game or <laughs> this is I'm a i I'm back Brady ready for playoff game.
1: Yeah, Auntie Auntie, what do you think, right? Because to Pac's point, right? We were talking about this off air like I don't understand why the Panthers can continue to go man coverage with CJ Henderson on the outside with Mike Evans and why they wouldn't even you know lean the safety to that side if you do go cover one after Mike Evans beats you for two touchdowns long but a quarterback gets in sync with the receiver it's literally like piss and catch for the rest of the game so you should know that the ball was going to Mike Evans in every critical situation and they should have leaned coverage to that side but yet they kept putting CJ Henderson in man coverage so to Peck's point, though, this is what we haven't seen from the Bucs all year long. So is it Fugaziness or is this really who the Bucs are going to be going forward? Do they scare anybody in the playoffs, Auntie?
3: Well, I mean, they get the first game at home, right? And so, you know, That's if true. it started, the playoffs started today, they'd be playing with the Cowboys. Cowboys, and so we, yeah. We don't know who playoff Cowboys are sometimes. We just mm. don't, right? Mm. Now, the playoff, if the wow. Cowboys are playing like they're supposed to be playing, then you would think this, this game isn't even close, but at the end of the day, come on. I mean, history is, is history, right? And Tom Brady's still there. And, and at 157 years old, he's still throwing the ball. And, (laughs) and like you said, like talking about, you know, Mike Evans is going, you know, they're going to throw him the ball. Like, no, you know, that Tom Brady's going to get him the ball and Tom Mm. Brady is going to go after that little squirrel in the pan, uh, back there in the secondary, if 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 he's not covering anybody, like you said, Henderson got cooked. I mean he got his well, ass cooked yeah, it was tough. All, it was and, tough and for my for my young going, bro. Right. And they <laughs> kept going after him. But guess what? Henderson ain't Trayvon Diggs. And so, you know, like that. That, that's a, that's a whole different beast that it's they will be going. Trayvon will
1: bite on the double move though.
4: Right. <laughs> but, but,
3: but, you know, we'll see. And, and, you know, I actually think it'd be a good game with Tampa and, and the Cowboys just because, you know, like I said, we just don't know what Cowboy team is going to show up uh, if true. it, if it ends like this. Right. I mean, this could be the, it could be the Eagles. We just which don't is know.
1: crazy to even think about, right. <laughs> see, could be the Eagles. Um, but, as you just stated auntie right the Cowboys, i mean the bucks already locked into that number four spot right Mm -hmm. so the game this week i believe they play the falcons really doesn't mean much to them right so people have wondered is todd bowles gonna you know rest some of his starters if anybody's dinged up i think he would be smart if anybody's dinged up to rest them but tom brady spoke about this on his you know podcast let's go right here on mad dog sports radio And he wants to actually play in week 18. This is Tom Brady talking about playing this week instead of resting, even though they're already locked into the number four spot.
3: I think when
0: you say it's meaningless, I understand the context, but I don't think there's anything's meaningless. And everything's in preparation for what's ahead. You know, I think that you could look at, okay, it's not going to matter per standing, but it matters because you're professional. It matters because it's a performance. It matters because it's your job. You know, I'm not the head coach, so I don't make those decisions. But, and I'll obviously, whatever he wants to do, I support it. But, you know, I love going out there and playing. I love trying to get better. You know, we're eight and eight. We don't have all our, our problems solved. I look at it like, man, we to use every opportunity, every day of practice to, you know, get better.
1: Whereas Brady don't want to lose, have a losing record this season. Right. He wants to go out, finish nine and eight, go into the playoffs with some momentum. And I get it. But Pat, let me ask you this question. That's a player, right? Um on this team, Todd Bowles, your head coach. Do you think it's wise for him to rest players? Or because like Brady said, it's not like they have all the answers. That was one good game, right? Should they go out there and try to put another week together before the playoffs? And maybe just rest some of the guys that are banged up a little bit.
2: Um, I don't know if rest the whole game. You I understand what Brady saying. He don't want the chemistry to, to lose the chemistry. So, you know, play a quarter, maybe play a half, mm-hmm. um, and then pull them, but I know when, when we had that situation, we played a half here in yeah. Cincinnati. Second I, half, yeah. It, we 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 didn't play no, none of the second half, but we did play the first half.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't even mind that, right, because maybe you don't want two weeks off before you play again, especially since it's the playoffs and it's one and done. I agree with that. Play a half, right, and then rest some of your front line guys out. think thing that people have to understand, Pac, is like even though it's a 53-man roster – only 46 dress on game day. And I believe you're allotted two play uh practice squad players. You can call up to play two to three practice squad players that you can call up on game day. So essentially maybe 49 guys can essentially dress. So, I mean, some stars are going to have to play in this game. You can't just sit everybody. Right. But some of your frontline guys, like Mike Evans, who has had hamstring issues before, if Tom Brady's dinged up, maybe you just give him a quarter and a half or two quarters. And then maybe you let Blaine Gabbert go in there and play. Right. Um, you have some offensive line struggles, you know, Shaq Mason, maybe you rest him or Donovan Smith who's struggled this year, but he's been banged up as well. You rest him at Vita Veya. I know he's been beat up a little bit. Maybe you rest a guy like him and um, in, in Levante David, but I, I agree with that pack. I think you play your team for at least they have just cause you don't want two weeks off before you play the Dallas Cowboys. And again, I mean, this is one game who knows if they're going to have this type of continuity going forward. Is it a fluke, or is this who they truly are going to be going forward? All let's talk about the other team. Carolina Panthers, nobody had high expectations. They lost their head coach, Matt Rule. They traded away their best player in Christian McCaffrey. And Steve Wilkes, the interim coach, had this team in contention, and they should have won this game, to be honest with you. And they should have been playing the Saints next week for a win and get in and host the game at home. Do you think the Carolina Panthers would consider keeping Steve Wilkes on as the head coach, not just the interim head coach going forward.
3: You know, right now in the NFL, I don't know, because you look at what's going on with the Raiders, right? And Rich Bascia, is that right? Bascia? Basachi. Basachi. like, I think he should have been the head coach, right? Correct. Um, You know, he galvanized that team at the end of the year last year, and, and the players really rallied behind him, and next thing you know, then he, then he wasn't picked. and And so – you know, Steve Wilkes, I, I kind of look at it in the same situation. Yeah, they should have won, but, you know, should have, could have, would ain't going to win, you know, games in the NFL, right? And it's not going to, yeah. in, in their case, it's not going to get him in the, in the playoffs. Correct. To be honest, I don't really think they're a playoff team. I, I think any chance they had to be a playoff team at this point, they lost when they let go of Christian McCaffrey and just look what he's doing in, in San Francisco. I mean, phew, my
1: gosh, <laughs> so, <laughs> he could he could yesterday. Good Lord. Yeah, you did. But, but this this is my thing, Auntie. Right? We always talk about a great leader of men with a roster, I want to say as depleted because they actually have some really good players on this roster, right? Some good young talent, Brian Burns, your boy, you know, uh, Brown, uh, Derek Brown from, from Auburn, right? Um, they got DJ Moore, who's a really good player, and the run game has actually looked better since Christian McCaffrey got traded away with Chuba Hubbard and De- Deontay Foreman. So, to me, right? We always talk about a great leader of men for a interim coach to get everybody to buy in, even though they wouldn't have, or wouldn't you would say they wouldn't have the talent that most other teams have and have them one game out of playoff position to win the division. I think that speaks volumes. Let's not forget Steve Wilkes kind of got a bad rap in Arizona, right? He got one year to be the coach there, right? right? Took a quarterback. Didn't even get a chance to develop the quarterback. They fire him, they bring in Cliff Kingsbury, and they draft Kyler Murray. So he got a bad rap. So I think for the team to really, you know, be able to rally around Steve Wilkes and play at that level where they were, I would say, half a quarter away auntie from winning this division or with the potential to win this division, I know Tepper is a guy that likes shiny new toys, and I would not be surprised if he tries to just throw a blank check at, you know, um, Peyton, Sean Payton. The only thing is, right, He's owned, technically, his rights are still owned by the Saints. So, like, right. are they going to trade him to a division foe? Probably right. not. <laughs> you know what but I'm you're saying? you're talking
3: about winning the division. I mean, come on now. I mean, there's a chance that, I mean, even the Buccaneers lose next week. I mean, the division champion didn't even have a 500 record. So That's true. So it's not true. like the NFC South is, like,
1: but, I mean, they were essentially in a tankathon, auntie. For them to even be in consideration, I think, speaks volumes to the to head coach. So, Paco, I'll ask you this, and then we'll move on to the next question. Do you think Steve Wilkes deserves the right to, to stay on as the head coach for the Panthers?
2: Yeah, I do. I think he mm-hmm. did a great job with what he had to work with, with half of the team being gone, not having a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, half of a quarterback. Um, with everything he did, he he got them back to playing good. And they should have won last week, bro. Yeah. The for corners sure. played horrible. It was the lowest grade ever in, in PFF history besides Will Jackson. <laughs> 36.6.
1: <laughs> <36.
2: laughs> this is I am
1: happy <laughs> <athlete> tonight. <laughs> I'm your host, Lee J with my squad Adam Pac-Man Jones and Auntie Chantel. Tremeter and the Packers bullied the Minnesota Vikings. In a 41 to 17 blowout and control their own destiny in regards to the playoffs. If they beat the Lions, which you know the schedules come out, they're playing next Sunday night, Sunday night football, the last one of the season. Then the Packers get in. After being four and eight a month ago, the Packers have rallied to win four in a row. And if they beat the Lions, they get into the playoffs. Now, this is a Packers team that we're not accustomed to seeing, right? Because we're used to Aaron Rodgers throwing for 300 yards, 300 yards. I don't believe Aaron Rodgers had has had one 300-yard passing game this year. Now he threw for 159, had one rushing touchdown, one passing touchdown. But it's the run game. That's how they get it down in Green Bay right now. The run game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones went over 100 yards this last week versus the Vikings. And the defense, Pac, this, is a defense that we, this is the defense we thought we was going to see all damn year long, all I'm them first-round picks on that defense, right? Darnell mm-hmm. Savage had a pick six for like 70 yards in that game. Yeah. They're getting help from special teams. Auntie, you talked about a Rich Basachia. He's mm-hmm. a special team coach with the Packers. Kashawn Nixon is the most dangerous return man I've seen in the last couple of years in the NFL. If I was a team, I wouldn't even kick to this guy, right? 105 kickoff uh, yard kick return for a touchdown. They forced four turnovers by the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Jair Alexander went out there, Woo-hoo! talked this noise. And backed Ooh. it up. You he love said, to I see said it. What well, I said what I said, and I meant it. And, and, and when he, when he, he told me. Skip and Shannon Sharp, he said, hey, don't just say I'm a good corner. I'm a great corner. Put some respect mm, on my on, name. Come on, man. Talk out the there and, him, and strapped up Justin Jefferson. Now, there one were plays where he did have some over-the-top help. But the times they battled, one-on-one, he was strapping up Double J. Knocked him down. Bro, first half, bro,
2: he had zero catches, dude. Zero
1: That's what's crazy.
2: crazy He only I had one catch, bro. Yeah, one catch
1: the whole game, which is crazy. This is Aaron Rodgers talking about still being in the playoff hunt for the Green Bay Packers.
3: Mm, I still believe in myself and felt like it just takes one sometimes. Uh, Yeah, it's strange, but when we were sitting at three and six and we looked at the next three, at the time, Tennessee was playing really well. Obviously, Cowboys. Playing well in Philly it was number one league, and I just felt like if we get one of those, we can win the last five. And nine and eight was going to get in. Um, I don't didn't really go around saying that because you don't really want to say, hey, if we just get one of these next three, you know, we can maybe make the playoffs. But in my head, that's what I was thinking.
1: Auntie, are the Green Bay Packers should they win versus the Lions and get into the playoffs? Are they the one team in the NFC that nobody wants to face right now?
3: I think so. I think that, you know, look, I mean, you got the rainy MVP on your team, right? Back and, to and, back. <laughs> right. And Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And as I was watching that game yesterday, like, y'all, I don't know. And I'm not a football player, but the way the ball comes out of his hands the is so. It's just a quick flick of the wrist. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's and it, I, it's a beautiful sight to see. And And Christian Watson is getting better every single game and like pax said you know that defense is coming to play and 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 look they're only getting better from here like i i i think that that uh you know the nfc is going to be tough anyways right um but we ne- we don't know what's going on with Jalen hurts and and so i, I wouldn't want to play the packers right now i wouldn't yeah. especially if they win here i mean they're going into a high and and and, you know, we've been talking about chemistry between wide receivers and, and quarterbacks the whole show. And it seems like he's getting that with these young receivers and and they're understanding him. And, and you know, Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon are, are running the ball like, hey, this this team can play. Yeah. Pat,
1: one thing we know in the NFL, right, just speaking from experience, momentum is a real thing, yes, right? They've won four in a row. They're playing a dome team again. That's two weeks right. in a row, right? Minnesota's a dome team. Came out there to that cold, got smoked. Now right. it's the Detroit Lions, a dome team, right? They're coming to the Green Bay Packers. Let's just put this into perspective. Like if I'm on the Green Bay Packers, right? And again, you take every opponent series, especially Detroit, because they're one of the hottest teams in the league. But we just saw two weeks ago that the Carolina Panthers in the first half ran for over 200 damn yards on them. and ran for over 330 in the whole game. Well, we're a running football team. I think that bodes well for us in the cold elements. Man, you come into Green Bay in the cold where we play a physical brand of football. I, I thought I would never see this, y'all. I remember earlier this season, it was a third and one or fourth and one. And, you know, they put the, the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands to throw the football. I think it was might have been against Tennessee Titans. And he went off on the floor like, run the damn ball. Because he understands the mindset of this team now. It's not that we're going to throw for 300 yards. Right. We're going to punch people in the mouth. That's what we're right. doing now with these two running backs and this offensive line. And I think that's growth from Aaron Rodgers to realize. Because, you know, most quarterbacks would have a lot of pride and be like, you know, they're paying me $50 million, I got to go out here and throw for 300 yards. He knows that their best offense right now is the run game as he builds that rapport. Like you talked about, Auntie, with them young receivers. So, Pat, let me ask you the same question I asked Auntie.
2: Are the Green Bay Packers the one team that nobody in the NFC wants to face right now? I think so. You go back and look at the last time they played the Eagles, they weren't even as near good as they was now defensive-wise. I think the game was 33-40. The Eagles skipped away and won that game. But after that, they go and play Chicago. They beat Chicago. They beat uh L.A. They beat the Dolphins. Correct. Um, beat the Vikings Um, Sunday. You don't know how it is once you're you, you get that itch and your quarterback been telling everybody the whole year, everybody in here need to play better. Mm. Everybody need to play better. And guess what? they find found a way to get in. I think if they get in, they're going to be dangerous. Who wants to go to Green Bay in January? Well, they, they would have
1: to start on the road, right, because Minnesota's the divisional leader.
2: Well, either way it goes, it's going to be cold wherever they go.
1: But, but to your point, Pac, right, we always talk about this. Playoff football, you got to be able to what? play run defense, the ball. and run the ball. And that's what they do extremely well. Auntie, I know you want to ask a quick question. The only pushback I have on the Green Bay Packers is Auntie and Pack. Who has been their arch enemy in the playoffs the last few years? Ooh. Which team has owned them in the playoffs? The Vikings? No. We talked know. about them earlier, Auntie. You talked about the guy that left from Carolina and went over there. Oh, the, the Niners. And that's right now who they're slated to play in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, but Brock, that's the one team. I think that they ain't worried about them because they've owned them in the playoffs and they actually play the same type of brand of football, right? Good defense, run the football, but Brock Purdy's actually thrown for more yards than Aaron Rodgers, So, that's the one matchup i hate for the green bay packers like i wish they were playing somebody else because i would like to see them two teams maybe face off in the championship in the the nfc championship but go ahead auntie unless you i'll let you ask your uh, last question because we gotta get to break
3: yeah i just want to i want i want the the listeners to hear from y'all like we we see you know the fair weather or the 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 warm weather guys go into the cold and and things like that how did you, and I know you played in the cold dudes, but mm-hmm. you know, Pat, when you were with the, with Dallas and you guys are playing inside and, and how does that do, how does that affect you mentally? Like knowing like you'd be going to green Bay when it's a foot of snow, they're, they're shoveling the field. It's mm-hmm. freezing outside. You, you, you run to, do you run to the, the heated seats and you know, how does that change your mentality going to the game? And do you guys really get cold during the game? It'd be
2: some cold, cold games. I'm one of them guys that like playing in the cold, but I've played oh, yeah. in some games where I just stood by the heater and run from the <laughs> heater to the field. Like, yeah. one year we played in Pittsburgh, it was like negative 10. I I pray to God nobody came to my side. Please don't throw the ball over here.
1: <laughs> tackling hurts when it's that cold.
2: I think, for me, the worst part, because I got to go back and catch the punts. Man, mm-hmm. that ball hurts so it come down so hard like a rock. Mm. And if you don't know how to shield your body with it, it kills your hands. So, um, yeah, it, it affects me a little bit, but I you got to realize I went to West Virginia, so I was used You're to right. playing in the cold. So, um. yeah,
1: for me, I played most of my career in New York. Right. So I was used to the cold. But like there's some cold you just don't get used to. Right? It's like so when you play in Buffalo and it's, mm. you know, it feels like it's negative. One year, I don't know if you remember that snowpocalypse. I'll tell the story real quick in Baltimore. Right. Where they had like crazy wind, and like like seven feet of snow. We played them that weekend and that was the coldest, which is crazy. That's the coldest game I ever played in because with the wind, the real field was like negative 10 it was so cold auntie that nobody went out and warmed up on the field. I was the only one the whole team that went out there and warmed up on the field and I played that I think that was the only game I've ever played in my career with sleeves on because it was that cold like I had put warm sleeves on and put that warm skin on because it was that cold man so like it's a mentality when you play in the cold you just it's easier said than done but you just can't think about the cold
4: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
0: On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. time. I stole my word. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
1: Our producer, Pranel's New York football giants, are back in the playoffs for the first time. Since 2016, Daniel Jones threw two touchdown passes and ran for another two as they smoked the Indianapolis Colts like Virginia Slims 38 to 10. Now, if you if you look at this, right, a lot went into this game. And before we tell you, you know, the outcome of the game and how it happened, there was a play in this game where Kayvon Thibodeau came off the edge, right? Nice disguise by the Giants. The the Colts slid the line away from where the blitz was actually coming from. So it wasn't just Kayvon Thibodeau. It was a slot corner. He was wide open, coming off the edge, unblocked. Thibodeau hits Nick Foles and sacks him, right? Now, after he gets the sack, before getting up, he does a snow angel dance. I don't think he realized that Foles was hurt, but Jeff Saturday, the head coach for the Colts, didn't take kindly to what Kayvon Thibodeau did. did. This is Jeff Saturday talking about Thibodeau's celebration while Nick Foles was hurt right next to him.
4: Tasteless uh, from the from the celebration afterwards, just you know, trash. Not a fan of it at all, and uh, yeah, disappointed from the O line perspective, or and for teammates in general. We protect our own, man. We, I mean, y'all know me, man. I've, I've been here a long time, so I'm I'm just gonna tread lightly. I, obviously, I didn't like it at all.
1: Well, Mr. Jeff Saturday, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, attitude reflects leadership, right? You said your line should have did something. Well, if you're bringing that mantra to this team of toughness and everything, shouldn't they be a reflection of their head coach on team Pac-Man Jones? Absolutely. And let's really break this down, right? He called, he called Kayvon Thibodeau tasteless. And what was the other T-word he used on to? He trash. said tasteless. He didn't say trifling. He trash. said Trash, Tash. he said trash and tastes which are two very strong words, right? If you look at the play, I've watched it at least seven times now, just to see what maybe Jeff Saturday was looking at, looking from a different angle, right? If you look at Kayvon Thibodeau, right, he sacks him and just rolls over and just starts doing a snow dance celebration. I don't know if he realized Nick Foles was hurt at the right. time. And again, adrenaline's going, you're celebrating, you had a big sack, now, it does appear, appear on video that he may have looked over for half a second, but it wasn't like he got up and looked to see who was down on the ground, right? right. And to Jeff Saturday's point, right, the o should have did something about it. Once they know that Nick Foles was down and this dude is celebrating right on top of Nick Foles, they should have did something about it. There should have been some personal fouls. or should have maybe even been some pushing and Southern, some other things going on, right? Because, like he says, you protect your own. But, again attitude reflects leadership and if they're supposed to take on the mantra of their head coach they stood there and watched Thibodeau do it now I don't think it was a bad thing I don't think Thibodeau realized that the dude was hurt he after the game he already said I didn't even know he was hurt until I was getting up with my teammates going to the sideline and I hope that he's okay right but again I don't know if he's trying to get this team hype which is way too late after the fact and just to update Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals made it look easy work they went in that slot that you Pick talked about, kick. Auntie, with Terrence Johnson being hurt. They went after Tredavious White in the slot. And, and Tyler Boyd caught a 14-yard touchdown from Joe Burrow. The Bengals are up right now 6-0, waiting for the extra point. Yeah, my brother is going to be in trouble. But this is, this is my thing. Like, again, I don't think Kayvon Thibodeau knew that he was hurt. So, I mean, I, I think those were strong words from Jeff Saturday calling the, the dude trash and tasteless. When he literally sacked the dude and didn't get up and was just celebrating all around. Auntie, what well, do you think was, about Jeff Saturday's words?
3: Yeah. <clears throat> well, Jeff Saturday was talking as Jeff Saturday, right? The former center of his oh. team, the Colts. He wasn't talking like a head coach. Um, <clears throat> one, I mean, you don't call anybody trash and 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 things like that. And, and tasteless, and yeah, he good lord. And tasteless. Like he wasn't a fan of it, but but what you should have been talking about is the trash that you're defense was playing giving up 38 points that's what you should have been talking about the trash that has been your team the past few weeks um if we're talking <laughs> about trash obviously the young man did not see Nick Foles you know he he had a sack and he was celebrating and yeah you would think that your offensive line would come in and you know I mean if I'm playing center on that team I'm coming in I'm hitting Thibodeau we getting a 15-yard penalty yeah but something but, <laughs> yeah, but, but at the end of the day, you know, this this false aggression towards towards the, the other team, like that doesn't have anything to do with it. And but right now, you know, if the, the it seems like the biggest thing we're talking about with the Colts is what's happening with the teams that are playing them. And and the biggest story needs to be how bad they're playing. And and mm. Jeff Saturday doesn't need to be their coach. I mean, it was a nice little you know, move and things like that. But I don't think he's a, I don't think he's long-term answer uh, for this organization. And, and, you know, like I said, he, he spoke off emotion of and he, and for a minute he thought he was lining up on, he thought he was lining up, uh, s- snapping the ball. Cause he was, he was talking like a player, not a coach.
1: Yeah. Before I go to you pack, like I, I agree with auntie, right? I think he was speaking from emotion from, and I think you said it perfectly auntie. This guy's the X center pro bowl center, most likely will, probably go into the hall of fame um he's already, i believe he's already in the ring of honor uh at the at the colt stadium um yeah i was surprised that O line didn't do anything right? right but that's not on cave on again he didn't know i think those are strong words to use to somebody that you don't know personally mm-hmm. when you call somebody you know trash and uh and you say it was tasteless right you're attacking that, you their personal it. character right? And if I'm Thibodeau, I have an issue with that, Jeff Saturday. You don't know me personally. You can't talk about my character and and call me trash and tasteless. Again, I've been a defensive lineman that is celebrated after a sack, right? And it's not like you look back right away to see if the quarterback's all right. That's not your job, right? It wasn't like he looked down at him and was like, oh, are you okay? Let me go celebrate now. No. As soon as he sacked him, he rolled off and started doing snow angels, right? Mm -hmm. And then as he got up and ran off, um, he was like, oh wow, I didn't know he was hurt, and then spoke about it after the game. So I just think Jeff Saturday, that was tasteless by you to call another player tasteless and trash without even personally knowing the guy. Pack, what did you think about Jeff Saturday's comments in regards to Thibodeau's, you know, celebration when Nick Foles was hurt?
2: He sound bitter that he lost. Uh, so loser. You are so <laughs> ass loser. <laughs> so loser. Coach, you you are a uh uh what I say, uh the guys of or example of the coach. Um mm. so for you to come out and just talk about a guy the way the the, the way you said it, that says a lot about you as a person. But um yeah, I, I I ain't like the way he came out and said that. And you know how I go, bro. It'd be different if he was standing over and knew knew that he was hurt. He yeah, had no exactly. idea. He don't have no MO of doing that. So it ain't like he does that all the time. Um yeah so Shame yeah,
1: on I, you. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. But let's let's talk about the team that actually won, the New York Football Giants. I mean, Antioch Pack, nobody gave this team a chance this year, right? Nobody could even fathom them being in a position to potentially go to the playoffs. And they've already solidified a spot with a week to spare in the NFL season. Uh, people would say they're probably the least talent or they're talent deficient. They're probably the most talent-deficient roster in the NFL. Um, Daniel Jones, Brian D'Abel has made him like a totally new quarterback. Now, again, he's not throwing for a bunch of yards. Just living within the offense and not making the pivotal mistakes that he made last year on T and Pack. as far as turning the football over. This is a running football team led by Saquon Barkley. And then when Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, they just get after you with with different blitz packages, and they do a good job of disguising so – Will they make some serious noise? I don't know. I mean, a lot of people didn't think they would win all the close games they won this year and they actually had a blowout win Sunday. So you, you never know. A team gets hot. um. But, I mean, they've, they've been getting, you know, real big contributions from Isaiah Hodgins, who in the beginning of the year was playing for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, Darius Slayton, a lot of people thought he was going to get traded or cut, and he's been a really big receiver for them this year. Um, You know, they had the Kenny Galladay you know, situation where they gave him all this money and he hasn't really played well for the last couple of years. years. Uh, and they've been able to get over that, too. So, I mean, the team has been through a lot. They continue to win a lot of close games. Will they make a serious run in the playoffs? I don't know. I'll let you answer that, Auntie. Do you think the, the the Giants have a real shot at making some noise in the playoffs? No.
3: I don't <laughs> even know what you, what you want me to say. No. Straight like I, that, Auntie? <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I just don't. I, I I'm not I'm 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 not sold on Daniel Jones yet I'm I'm just not um and I just think he's been so up and down um and and the receiving core has been so up and down for me uh I just I, congratulations for getting in the playoffs but <laughs> that I'd pretty be much surprised. was start and stop say Auntie one and done. yeah I'd be surprised if it's one and done
1: well well the thing is if you look at him before I go to you pack um. The team that they just played the week before, the Minnesota Vikings, right? right? It took a 61-yard field goal at the end for the Vikings to beat them at home. The Vikings were at home.
0: yeah. But right now, if the, the playoffs
1: started, Auntie, that's who they would be playing, the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> so, like, that's the one team I think they match up really well against in these playoffs, but that they, they play would in... have an opportunity to play them.
3: Didn't they play in New York, though?
1: No, they played in, in, in Minnesota.
2: Minnesota. Yeah, oh, it was did. just
1: last week. Yeah,
3: they not,
2: but Minnesota. But that might be the NBA only game. game. But but that might be the only good matchup game because you know, that's, that's Kirk, what I'm saying. But right now, the suit are slated to play. <laughs> Anybody play Minnesota like Kirk is the only he only he off, he he on, on.
3: you're you gonna lose. You mm-hmm. get what
2: I'm saying? But like, you look at the last three weeks and see how many turnovers he had. Yeah,
1: they the Vikings had four turnovers yesterday, so right. Like, we say they maybe can't make a run, but if they, they play the Vikings in that round one, they got a shot. That's the one team I feel comfortable saying, well, that's a pick game. I don't know who wins that game because the Vikings have been fraudulent in a couple games. And, right. you know, the Giants haven't really been fraudulent. I mean, I think they only got blown out that one time versus the Cowboys. Like, every other game has been close for them. So it's like this team we know is going to fight, you know, tooth and nail week in and week out. So let me ask you this question. Should Brian Dable be coach of the year for what he's done for for the New York
2: Giants this year? Um, I don't know. It's a lot of good coaches that's done a lot of good things this year. But, but he, the Giants,
1: he, though, nobody – like, pack nobody. I know you ain't
2: giving him a like, chance this year. I, but come on, bro. Like, he got a good roster. It ain't like he got a total trash roster. They
3: gotta win a playoff game or two for that. But
2: like, well, no, as, well, that's supposed to be a regular hey, season award. Come on, bro, you you mm-hmm. know how many coaches done done? Come on, bro, like coach of the year? No, no. no. I Nancy, think he bro. should be. I mean, I, I,
1: can
3: y'all name their top four receivers right now? <laughs> but hell, I mean, look at look at for for coaches who have done actual coaching jobs this year. I mean, look at look at Green Bay, you know. Yeah. Look, yeah, look at that
2: where doing. we expected look at, look them Green. to win the division. Green Bay, cool, but
3: let's talk about Kansas City.
2: That but had. That's an every year thing for them. That's why. 5,4700, uh, 4,600, 4,700. Like, come on. they talking hey. about Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, they talking about Patrick
3: Mahomes. We're talking about the coach, though. Yeah, we talking and, about um,
2: that's, that's my point. The stuff that he's doing over there, everybody said they were not gonna be the same without Tyree Hill. That's Shit. true, but nobody even had the Giants yards. on their radar though, Pack. But like, come on, bro! Like the Giants, are we really talking about Giants as being the coach of the year? Right.
1: For a team that nobody thought go- was going to the playoffs, and they're in with a week to spare, on T and back?
2: No,
3: not I don't no. know. I don't know about
2: that.
1: I think he is the coach of the year, just because again, their roster as far as as far as just pure talent. Right. If you compare them to every other and playoff team, it's not even close. Green
2: Bay was three and eight.
1: I mean, three and right. what? Three Yeah, but 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 how how have they played the last month? This is
3: not this how we expected their defense to play pack? I mean, but if we're going by that logic, the Steelers were two and seven.
4: So I we we think have Mike Thomas
1: should be in head coach of the year every every year. He should be in that category. But like what about Green Bay? Did we have Green Bay going to the playoffs? Yeah, I had Green Bay going to I did I had Minnesota Bro, winning the division. And what, I had Green we, Bay going to the playoffs though. What week? No, I'm just saying in the beginning of the year when we were talking about just like rosters, I'm like, Green Bay is going to the playoffs. I knew Minnesota I had Minnesota winning the division, but I had Green Bay at least going. I mean back-to-back MVP and they had a how many first rounders on defense, Auntie? Like 10? Yeah. Like, like we ex- I expected them to be good. I didn't I, I knew Minnesota would be better, but I expected them to be good. But they just dog walked Minnesota last week. So yeah, to is. me, like like Giants was nobody was nobody even had them in the back of their mind as far as them making a playoff run. Can
3: mm-hmm. we all agree on that at least? Yeah, I do yeah. agree on that. But no, That's why I think he
1: should year. be coach of the year. But I'm saying don't like you got to look at
3: you,
2: they they division play what division? The Falcons and Tampa Bay. No, they the, they have the best probably the best division of football. No, I'm just talking about the out of conference game, bro. Oh. Uh,
1: they well they played play the AFC South, right? Which is like right, Jacksonville is the and worst. Tennessee. Yes. And but they still had to win in-divisional games. Like they still have Washington, Philly, um, Dallas. Like everybody in their conference should
2: have made it. The commanders right. should have made it too. That's how yeah, like Ron that. Revere doesn't it, make it, that, that quarterback it, change. They probably right. do make that's it That's how yeah. we that the uh the uh the South Wars, the AFC right. South Wars. But yeah. by that's your all. logic,
3: by your logic, by your logic, dudes, um, and it's not even because I'm a Steeler fan. Then you would have to give it to Pittsburgh. No one thought the Steelers were going to be in the the. They were picked last in their division, right? You, you cannot uh,
2: say that because your coach have never had a your has never had a losing yeah, record. But, but, never, but, they have but never. I'm
3: saying I'm saying by his logic, because remember he's saying that no oh, one yeah. thought that, that the Giants would be in it. You know daniel jones i think everybody thought the Steelers would be better than the giants though he's playing, <laughs> he's playing a rookie quarterback and they started with a worse record than the giants you know in week three yeah. or week eight no one thought the steelers would be in the playoffs
0: i am athlete tonight is part of the serious xm sports podcast network support i am athlete tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review that's a big deal guys Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash iaa Tonight Trial to start your free trial today.
2: SiriusXM XM Podcasts.